Hello everyone, Crystal here, founder of Fearless Mini Inc. And I'm back. It's I have my times where it's like I'm on the road and then I'm not on the road. <laughs> and I learned something about myself during every single time that I have a pause. And it's not because I'm pausing just because I want to or I feel like I can't show up. I'm pausing because life is happening. And so life has definitely been a full of lessons um, lately. Pretty much the past year has been nothing but lessons. So I'm in a phase where I'm like, I just want to pass the test. So if it's something that I find myself going through again, I am definitely paying attention and being aware of what I'm experiencing. And I'll tell myself, okay, I've been here before. So let me deal with this now. So this doesn't happen again. Um, but let me pause. Welcome to the Mind Your Funds podcast. I'm Crystal, your host, and the Mind Your Funds podcast is an extension of Fearless Money Inc., which is a nonprofit organization that gives wives the keys to thrive in life and business through their faith in their finances. So, how are y'all? How have y'all been? I don't think I've recorded an episode at all this month um, of March. So this is my first one, I believe. <laughs> um, so yeah, this is, I'm not going to say it's always a busy month for me, but this is definitely my birthday month. So I turned 36 on March 5th and here we are pretty much almost at the end of March. Today is March 20th so we have about 11 days left and looking at the time that I'm recording this right now it's 9.09 p.m. so <clears throat> I would say we have about 10 days left in the month <laughs> because today is pretty much done but um, definitely have done a lot of reflection just to get back to what I was talking about thank you for being here and listening I have done a lot of reflection. Um, and yeah, so I am at a phase where, or a season, or just a time in my life where, like, the foundations of my life and what my life has been established upon, what I've been making decisions upon, or just my entire foundation of life and when I say that I mean going back to like childhood but as of lately it's been going back to around the age of I want to say 14 which was the beginning of my high school years and I feel like my the foundation of my life was really being set then so I've been doing a lot of reflection on childhood. Also, I'm just going through something personally in my life right now where it is very challenging right now for me mentally, emotionally, and this particular situation 
is making me go back and just tear up this faulty foundation that my life has been built upon. I make decisions around these things that my life has been built up upon since age 14. I know it's earlier than that, but if I can just go back, I think I'm at around age 14. And it's so interesting because this situation that I'm going through, um, <clears throat> I have no choice but to reflect. Because in order for me to overcome and heal through this, I can't skip steps in this process and it's required and mentally and emotionally it's been very draining i mean i feel the mental fatigue i feel the emotional fatigue and so yeah and i had to make a really hard decision which i will talk about more but I've also learned a lesson about myself in this situation um, and it's the fact that I have had a lot of fear around making decisions that are hard and that is going to change the dynamic of my life um, the dynamics of my life and so deciding has been a thing I so when I say or like I said like going back to around age 14 and the way that my life has been since that age I made a lot of decisions based on people and their opinions and what people think of me um and coming to the realization that I've been dealing with like codependency and validation and rejection issues abandonment issues so that is just a part of the foundation and breaking that all down or breaking it up the foundation so you know i can build new or let me say allow god to build a new foundation Whew. it's definitely been tough and so i've always been afraid to make the right decisions and I can go back and just think about so many situations where I made decisions that were not the best for me it was all about you know what was best for the other person or whoever was involved in this these decisions that I had to make and so now here I am at <clears throat> 36 pretty much 22 years later and man I can I I can think about how far I would be if I stood firm on the things that I knew were good for me or on the decisions <clears throat> excuse me that I knew were good for me but I didn't stick to them so yeah so before I go any further this podcast is pretty much about how to keep pressing through, how to keep going or how to keep showing up when it's hard. When it's hard and when life is happening and when you have to heal through something but still show up. And so I didn't know if I wanted to make this a video and put it on my YouTube channel or if I wanted to record this as a podcast. I just 
you know, I, mean? I, I need to talk things out. And I always find it so relieving and so refreshing when I can rec press record and get it all off my chest, right? Because it's been many nights where I just don't want to go to sleep with all of this on my mind. <laughs> so I've been doing my best to continue to show up. So whether it's pressing record or whether it's posting or just working on things that I know is best for me as I go through this process, I have had some hard times showing up. And then sometimes it's not always about showing up in front of the camera or recording something or feeling like oh man let me post something so I can show my face or something like that um the show up is it comes in many different forms so I've also had to give myself some grace but also say okay crystal you are showing up you know you're doing your best you you're implementing new things in your life you're building a new life I I mean I am literally at ground zero like building up something new so a lot of my expectation has had to go um and and a lot of that expectation that I've had was built upon that faulty foundation that you know my life has built up upon since 14 so my expectations were like crazy because in these past years people pleasing was definitely a issue that I was dealing with because I didn't want to be abandoned and rejected and things like that you know I had to go back and say okay how did I get into the position of people pleasing because that has set up a very I guess in a sense prideful area of my life that is just toxic where I set these expectations for myself not realizing that I'm like just setting myself up for failure or my expectations are based around fear you know just people pleasing opinions and all of this is things that I should not be worried about and they have become in a sense idols in my life you know just worried about what people think people pleasing can become an idol not being rejected or abandoned or um, wanting to be validated had become idols in my life. And so my expectations and the way that I was showing up in my life was all based around that, which ultimately led back to like a root of fear, a root, a root of like self-hate, low self-esteem. And it, <clears throat> it was interesting as I realized these things because in my group like in our group chat for church um we have like these separate group chats and the ladies they be holding some good conversations in these chats so one of them mentioned how low self-esteem is a form of pride and self-hate is a form of pride and pride ultimately is a sin so it's like I've never seen these things in this way and how these things have become idols in my life and that my life was 
built upon idolizing, you know, and not being rejected, not being abandoned, idolizing being validated, idolizing people pleasing. I just wanted other people to feel good about me. So my decisions were, yes, I'll do it for you. Or what do you need me to do for you? Yes, I'll become this person for you, even though I knew that I didn't need to be doing it. So it became idols and then ultimately led to pride a form of pride that I didn't realize that I had in my life. So <clears throat> this is what I'm currently going through. And I realized like in the past when I would, you know, have these phases of my life where I would show up and I mean, show up in the best way, but it wasn't authentic because it wasn't me. And it was like, in those times, the amazing thing is that I felt like I was in my purpose when I was showing up. But in the showing up, I still had all of these issues just around me, you know. So even though it felt good for the moment, it all would come tumbling down because of the foundation. Like I said, the idolizing these things and just the people pleasing and all of this stuff. And y'all going to hear me keep repeating it because... These are real things. And so if I'm talking about my personal life, and I know this podcast is aimed towards wives and helping wives rebuild their lives, because if I'm going through this and I've been a wife for um, 11 years, but I've been with my husband for 21 years, imagine how many other women are going through this. As a wife, you know, your life has been built up upon something that is false. It seems real, but it's false. It's a lie. And it all needs to be torn down, torn apart. And so you build up this life where you think you're living in the right place, but you just got this gut feeling that something is not right. Yeah, that's what it is. So... When I say giving wives the keys, it's because I'm going through this stuff personally. So I know I'm not the only one, like, as a wife. And I think about how it has affected my husband, you know, over the years. Like, I thought I was dealing with trauma and things in my life. But just imagine how I have, how I have projected this in my marriage and onto my husband and in the ways that I have projected it. And you know, in my marriage and towards him. And not just that, even for my children, but, you know, it starts with our spouses first, our marriages first. So, because our spouse comes before our children. And so, even if your children comes before your spouse, there's something that you have to deal with too, because it all trickles down and it's supposed to be, you know, the husband, the wife, the ch- God, the husband, the wife, the children. So I may be up under my husband, um, but I play a huge role because whatever I am, if we did it from like a ladder visual, if you think about a ladder, you got God at the top as you're climbing, I guess, in a sense, you got God at the top, your husband, who you're following, and then it's me, and then it's my children. And so... I feel like with the visual, you know, I'm supposed to be holding my husband up and supporting him in a way that, you know, he needs me as he is 
above me striving after God and his own life and his own purpose, how have I been supporting him? How have I been showing up? What are the words that have been coming out of my mouth? So <laughs> honestly, how my life has been, it wasn't my husband. It was like God, my children, me, my husband. So even something like that, that we don't even realize that needs to be fixed, but it's all because of the faulty foundation that our lives have been built upon because there is an order to it all. And so, y'all, I'm just learning all of this, like, in the past few months. So that's why I say, like, how to keep showing up when things are hard. Like, man, oh, it's been so challenging, but yet very rewarding, you know? So it does get tiring, and I'm learning to, you know, be okay with not being okay. I'm learning to be okay with not trying to show up at a standard that the world has set. Because when you look at social media and your life is not built upon a strong foundation, here comes comparison, here comes incompetence, here comes, you know, jealousy, here comes just all of these different things um, that will show up. And so we try to show up on social media in the same way that, you know, Susie over there is showing up because she looked like she thriving. Oh, she's a wife and she's a mom just like me. She's an entrepreneur just like me. And the way she's showing up, she's thriving. And so I try to show up in the way that she's showing up. Why? Because my perspective and my view of life is just messed up right from 14 i'm using this as an example but this has actually happened and so we take on the the persona of that person because the, ultimately they have something that we want their life's look their life looks perfect their marriage look like it's perfect they're making money they're not struggling they're buying things their children are thriving like everything just looks good on the surface from what i can see so because i'm in a place where i'm not my at my best not living my purpose um just all messed up in the head and don't even realize it I try to take on what Susie is doing to try to make my life look like hers, you know, and that's not what we're supposed to do. And so I've done that. I've been there and then I had to take a pause and take it on back. So I've had many times where I've taken two, three, four, five steps forward and then find myself in a situation like that and have to go back. And... I'm really not trying to do that this time. I think when my pauses are in the way that I show up now, it's like, okay, Crystal, I have learned how important it is to ask the right questions. Not only ask myself the right questions, but asking God the right questions, you know? So now what I do is, it's like if I find myself comparing myself to somebody else in their life, you know, I take a pause. And sometimes that pause can be a day or two. And I may not show up on social media, but I'm showing up for myself personally because I said, okay, I'm going to pause because I find myself doing something that I've done before. I'm comparing. 
I am, you know, wanting what this other person has in this life that this other person is living. And I got to take a pause. I got to take a break. And so my show up is now for me. So I don't go in another circle. I don't, you know, find myself repeating a cycle because I tried to show up in a way that somebody else showed up. And that is a way that you keep pressing through. It's hard because social media is something else. It definitely is. It can be a weapon or it could be a downfall. <laughs> so the show up is in many different forms. And I realized that I couldn't put myself in a position of you know, trying to show up according to the world's way. People are posting every day. People are, you know, being so motivational or I'm just like, man, how do they get this content in? You know, like, what are they doing? How are they, you know, just, and those questions start to turn into all different types of emotions and distractions. So I've learned that showing up looks many different ways and I have to respect this process. I have to honor this process that I'm going through. And I think that's important because if you're not aware of the fact that you're going through something, a process, and you you need to heal, you need to get through something, you're not going to honor it. You're not going to sit in it in the way that you're supposed to and accept it to receive what you need to receive. Honor and respect you know, you give it where it's due. And when you're going through a process of healing and rebuilding and God is really trying to do something in your life, you have to honor that. You you literally have to say that like, Lord, I honor this process that you are taking me through. I accept the process that you are putting me through. I receive the process that you're putting me through because although it doesn't feel good, I know that it is for my good. It is for my good. And this part of it is necessary. So even to share something else that I um, read the other day, there was this, um, I follow her. Her name is Dr. Faith. I've actually been following her for a while now. And she helps people, you know, recognize their purpose and helps individuals become coaches and things like that. And I've been wanting to join her programs, but I feel like the timing hasn't come yet. But there was something, an email that she sent out um, a couple days ago, and I am going to read it to you guys just give me a second here as I find it but it was talking about purpose and capacity and I thought it was so interesting and every time I read something that is like so eye-opening now I just thank God for it because it's a sign to me that I am growing because there's a lot of things that I read now or listen to now that 
I know maybe last year this time, ex- definitely a few years ago, like three or two or three years ago, I would read it, but it definitely was not like light bulb moments for me. But I wanted to read this because this email was about your purpose increases your capacity. And I'm going to read this because in your showing up, you have to remember your purpose. In the process, it's leading you to purpose. And so before I read her email, I even seen a video that a reel she did on Instagram where she was talking about the fact that the process does not equal the promise. The process is just the build up to the promise. So when she says that, she means like the promises of God, like what you know God has said about your life, what you know about yourself and what you know your life is supposed to be. Putting your life in alignment with the standards of God and what God says about you. So as we go through the process, the process does not identify us. Like that's not our identity, the process. And it can be hard to get those things mixed up and you can kind of, you just (laughs) mingle it all together and you put your identity in the process because it's hard. And so you feel like, oh my God, this is who I am. But no, this is the way to the promise. So that life that you know you're supposed to be living, the purpose, the call, the whatever it is, the goals, the ideas, these things that you know are from God, those are the promises. And especially if you're going through a time in your life right now where this process is like, man, God, I know what your word says, but my life is not looking like this right now. What is going on? It's the process. And so you're on your way to the promise and a process is always going to be required. And that takes me back to my episodes about, or my talks about the wilderness. The wilderness is a process. The wilderness is a dry place that is like uncultivated is nothing there and you have no choice but to figure things out to to break things down to build things up to do new things because you're in a place that's very unfamiliar and it's dry you have come out of what you thought was good for you And you now go into this very dry place where you don't have your comforts anymore. You don't have your fallbacks. You don't have the environment, the people that you thought were good for you and you needed. And so now you're in this place that is uncultivated. It's empty. It's dry. And it's very uncomfortable. And now your choice is, do I go back to the place that God just got me out of? My Egypt? Do I go back there? It seemed good, but I was literally enslaved and in bondage there. Do I go back there or do I press through this wilderness and get through it to be able to cross over into that promised land? So that takes us back to the promise. So leaving Egypt, that place you thought, and I'm leaving at that, you thought, dot, 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 to go into the wilderness to go through the process. Your identity is not in the process, but it's also no longer in Egypt where you are in bondage. 
your your identity is being defined and refined in the wilderness so when you get to the promise that land of milk and honey that great place that place where you know you're supposed to be you're not taking all of this toxic stuff this pride and all of these that faulty foundation you're not not even residue don't even take the plant okay you to you brought the plant with you from egypt because y'all know everybody is plant moms these days right you brought the plant with you from egypt and you took it in the wilderness and it may be surviving but barely hanging on but it's like okay i gotta let you go you know we held on i took tried to nurture you as much as i could as your plant mom but now i gotta leave you in the wilderness we're not even taking the plant okay everything new so that's what the process is the process breaks down all of that egypt all of that bondage all of that just toxic stuff that you thought and you're leaving it there your identity is not there your identity is in that promised land and that crossover so anyway let me read this email she wrote and then i'm gonna end this episode because y'all i'm tired (laughs) so she says here have you ever thought about how much power there is in knowing your purpose check out the scripture looking check out this scripture sorry looking unto jesus the author and finisher of our faith who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross despising the shame and is set down at the right hand of the throne of god that is hebrews 12 2 it goes on to say this tells us that jesus had a purpose for enduring the cross the joy that was set before him he knew that what he faced was temporary and small compared to what was ahead he knew that he needed to push through what was happening regardless of how painful it was he is a great example that clarity on your purpose increases your capacity See, when you are unsure of why you are here and what you are meant to do, it can be difficult to cope with adversity. But having a clear understanding of your purpose allows you to handle hardship and suffering much differently. That's right. Knowing your purpose can increase your ability to handle difficult situations and challenges. Just as Jesus endured the cross, you too can endure shame and life situations because of the joy set before you. So although you may find yourself in something difficult right now, shift your focus on what comes on the other side of that adversity and allow your purpose to be what keeps you going forward. If you happen to be one of the many who feel that you don't know your purpose, here are five questions to find and uncover in it. I mean, uh, to find and uncover it. And so she goes on to ask these questions, what makes you alive? Whatever God has called you to do is not only for your own good, but also for the good of others. God is a life give. God is life giving, and He has called us to be life givers. Question number two: What breaks your heart? This is something that's calling for your attention. We are all on earth to fix something. Ask God, what is it that you've called me to fix in the earth? Number three: What steps can you take to achieve your purpose? You can't say. You're a believer, but you do things half-heartedly. 
everything God did was good. He is not going to bless you in areas where you only have the anointing and found your purpose, but you're not excellent. Number four, what if fear and money was not an issue? Fear and money usually are the two things that stop people. Go back to question one and two to fix this issue. Number five, how can you get better? Once you identify your uniqueness, you need to fine tune and work harder at it to set yourself apart. While having talent helps make you special, developing it further can make you strong. Start with these questions to help you find your purpose and use it to build capacity and endure difficult endure every difficulty you may face. Talk soon, Dr. Faith. And that is from, like I said, Dr. Faith Wakoma. I believe she's actually a psychologist. But she uses it, she uses it in a faith-based way. And she's really good. And so that was like two things I got from her for the past week that was just like, whoa, God, what are you saying? <laughs> um, but the part where she said knowing your purpose can increase your ability to handle difficult situations and challenges man i was like whoa i really got to put a focus on my purpose like i talk about it all the time but in the show up i'm showing up for a purpose and purpose is a part of the promise we're not here to just do whatever we want to do we're not here to show up in the way that we want to show up like it's for a purpose god has given us a purpose so that's another reason to keep showing up when it's hard or when you feel like you just can't do it anymore. It's all for the purpose that God has put within you. And like she said, purpose gives us the capacity to handle adversity. So even during the hard times, we may not understand. I'm just like, Lord, what is going on? But I know this is a part of your plan for me and this is going to push me further into purpose it's a part of the process refine me tune me up do whatever you have to do lord in this process so i can live the promise and the promise is ultimately your purpose because miles Monroe said which is another clip i saw just recently he said that when he focused on his purpose that's when he became wealthy and so we become too busy and consumed with focusing on what the other person is doing you know these business ideas oh this person is over here doing this making passive income this person is doing amazon fba this person has a boutique this person has you know doing this and doing that we can get caught up in all of that stuff when we don't know our purpose and so when we do that, though, we're just focused on chasing money because we don't know who we are. And that's pretty much what he said, too. We're chasing after money, which is never going to fulfill us. But when you focus on your purpose, you become wealthy. There's poor, rich, and there's wealthy. The poor, I can't remember what he said. I think he said they... That, ah, I forgot what he said. Sorry for the lip pop, y'all. <laughs> but I just caught on to the part of like purpose produces wealth. And so when you're on purpose, when you're living in purpose, you have the capacity to deal with the hard things that come. 
But when you are at a capacity, I mean, where you feel when you're at a place where you feel like you don't have the capacity to push through the adversity or the hardship and keep showing up, you need a, a you need a, a a tuning up in there somewhere. And so you have to go back to God and you have to come back and ask yourself like, OK, why am I handling this in this way? Why do I feel this way in this particular situation, which has been some very life-changing changing questions for me because even today if we can switch to the mom side of things even today I've been yelling so much at my children and I know it's out of frustration it's out of stress it's just from not it's not from a good place and so I asked God I was like Lord what is this frustration and stress connected to that I need to deal with and surrender to you I need to surrender it because after I yell at my children I'm just like oh (laughs) I don't like yelling at them because I'm thinking about what I'm doing to them mentally and emotionally I don't want to be known as the parent that's always yelling I don't want to think that yelling is the only thing that gets them to move and do things no I don't want to be that parent. So I asked myself, I'm just, I asked God and then asked myself, cause I'm like, Lord, what is it? Why am I at this place where I'm constantly yelling and I'm actually showing my frustration, not physically, but I know they sense it because as their mom, they've experienced the peaceful side of me, the real mom side of me, where I'm just always showing up and I'm playing with them and I'm just, I'm just in a really good place. But lately, they've been getting the mom that has been frustrated and tired and stressed and yelling all the time and just snappy with them. And I'm, I ask God, I'm just like, Lord, what is going on? What is this connected to where now I'm bringing this out on my children? Because I don't want to do this. I've also asked in the past couple of weeks, um, Lord... I have a desire to do this old thing or go back to this old way or respond in this way. What is this connected to that needs to be healed? And if I could be completely transparent, like such things as like wanting to drink alcohol or smoke or go to other things as coping mechanisms, I've learned to ask God, instead of giving in to the desire, I've asked God, like, Lord, I feel this desire rising up in me. Is there something going on right now that is causing me to want to go back to this to cope or to respond to this situation or deal with it in this way? Because I've had phases where, like, I remember one time I had a time where I was going home every day and drinking. I mean, alcohol, like drinking gin and just drinking until I felt a buzz and I felt like that was the only way I would get through the rest of the evening and the night. I was doing it every day and didn't even realize that I was trying to cope with something, deal with something, but I didn't know what it was at the time. So I I learned to ask God now, you know, Like, Lord, what is it? Because I have this desire to drink. I have this desire to get high. I have this desire to smoke. Why? Because when I did those things, it was because I wasn't me. And 
I was being someone else and I was dealing with something in my life. And so I turned to that and I don't want to turn to that anymore. So please bring it up so I can give it to you and I can be healed in that area. Y'all, that is growth. That is showing up for yourself. It's hard because you don't want to give in to whatever the temptation is to respond to whatever you're going through in your life. That's hard. So you have to ask these questions so you don't give in. Because I was tired. I was tired. I'm like, I'm tired of going back to these things. I shouldn't be going through these things. Okay, I, I stop. I, I'm doing it again. I stop. I'm doing it again. Like I, that's cycles. And obviously, there's something I'm dealing with. And that's how I'm choosing to show up by drinking or whatever the case may be. So, so yeah, I just wanted to share that with y'all because this is just currently where I am in my life. And like I said, I'm going through a very, it's y'all, it's so much going on right now. And it is like tearing me up emotionally. Like when I say the strength of God, like God's grace I think this is what the scripture says. It made is is made perfect in my weakness or God's strength. Please fix it for me, y'all. But I know the scripture I'm talking about. But when I say weaknesses right now, I have nothing but the strength of God to keep me going right now. Y'all, I can't even say it's my children that's keeping me going. It's this that keeping me going. It's nobody but the strength of God and leaning and trusting and depending on him. I'm not even leaning on my own understanding right now because a lot of it I don't get. And that's a part of the process because I'm like, man, I don't get it. But I know it's necessary. So that's our chat. <laughs> Showing up when it's hard and ways that you can show up when it's hard and what you can do and what you can ask and what you can say and you know how to show up and i hope this helped and if you had any takeaways from this episode please share with me please um help me grow this podcast because i am learning to like take this serious you know i want to grow my podcast and really get it to a good place where it's touching millions of women in Jesus name, millions of wives and even women who desire to become wives or may have been a wife and now they need to go through this process. They they just left Egypt, which was probably their marriage, and now they're going back into the wilderness to go to the promise again. So, you know, I want my podcast to touch people. And I remember when I was at a time where I was like comparing and I wanted my podcast to sound like this and you know, look like this for other people. And it's a process. I have so many visions and goals and I know it's nobody but God, but it is a process and I will get there. And now I just want to make sure that I show up and I don't despise the small beginnings. And so thinking that I have to show up like how everybody else is showing up these days with the video podcast, you know, that is definitely my dream to be in a whole studio and things like that. But that will come that will come like I have to I have to honor the process I have to respect the process and this is part of it and right now I am currently sitting in my car outside of my apartment recording this so this is just the process and I'm going to remember these times and these days and I just want to keep it transparent and 100% authentic to let y'all know that perfection needs to go I idolize that too perfectionism 
had become an idol in my life and I wanted everything to look perfect. I wanted my life to look perfect. Why? Because inside and behind closed doors, it was a mess. And so I wanted to present it before the world as perfect as possible. And it would always fall apart. And y'all, we that could take us into a whole other chat. But thank y'all for listening. Thank you for being a part of, you know, my journey, a part of the Fearless Money Inc. journey, a part of this, you know, journey of encouraging wives to thrive in their life and business through faith and finances. This is for the women, the women and women who have just given up themselves, given up who God created them to be, given up that woman that they know they were or they used to be. And then something happened in life where it all just got lost in the sauce, right? And so now you have to turn it around and go back to God and say, God, I know that I'm a wife, but I also know that I am filling your name here <laughs> first. I know that I'm crystal first because before I got married and I lost myself somewhere in this, um, I was crystal first. I had dreams. I had goals. I had desires. And then I just took on this something flipped in my life and I went left. And now I'm trying to get back on the right path, God, and go right <laughs> with you. So I just want this, my podcast and my words to touch women in that way, you know, because being a wife is not easy. You know, you, you have to now think about everything you do. And I'm not saying this isn't for like the single people or whatever, because everything you do, every decision you make, it's going to show fruit in some type of way where there's bad or good fruit it's gonna show but as a wife you know we're supposed to be good we're supposed to help our husbands thrive like partnerships and teamwork and all this and i'm saying this because i know how it is not to have that especially being a woman that was broken and just traumatized and not even realizing and just dealing with all of this stuff I realized like how that has affected my husband and has affected my home. So that's why I wanted to put a focus back onto like the wife in the marriage, because that's what God honors. You know, God like honors a marriage that is full and that is whole and that is thriving. And if it's not that way, we got there's the, the foundation is cracked and we have to fix that. And it's not just pointing finger at the husband or pointing finger at the wife, it's a team thing. But over here, we focus on the wives because we can only do our part. We cannot make our husbands do anything. We can't force them. We can't control them. We can't We can't do any of that because God created them to be themselves and they have things that they have to deal with and go after on their own. So for us to add this added situation from our own brokenness and just different things we have to put a focus on us because we do play a huge part and if you think that you don't we want to fix that as well because that's an identity thing because we have to know ourselves first to even be able to show up fully for our husbands so thank y'all for listening and i'm crystal your host once again and i will talk to y'all soon Bye.